Hi, I'm Tony. I'm Patrick. I want to welcome you back again to Cave to the Cross Apologetics, and we're working our way through Greg Kokel's book, Tactics, a game plan for discussing your Christian convictions, right? And so he's trying to help us to um, work through discussions and answering questions and how do we deal with specific situations, right? So this is a tactical approach, not a broad approach where we look at a worldview and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? And so he wants us to be able to uh, answer questions, deal with issues in a gracious and tactful way, right? right? And set up a conversation that help, kind of best helps us to um, m- move in the direction that we want the conversation to go. Yeah, yeah. So we have uh, looked at a couple of uh, questions that he calls Columbo, right? right? Uh, you know, um, what do you mean by that, mm-hmm. right? So when a person makes a statement, uh, we, we can ask for clarification, right? And that way they have to explain more. Oftentimes people, you know, give cliches and all those types of things. And right. they really <laughs> don't know what they mean, right? right? And so, uh, so this is an opportunity for them to clarify or you to help them clarify where they're coming from, right? So what do you mean by that? And then the second Columbo question he says is, um, how did you come to that conclusion, right? And so again, you're asking the person to give reasons for why they believe what they believe, right? Which is what they, if they make a claim, it's their responsibility to mm-hmm. defend it, right? Right. right? And so you want to make sure that, uh, you know, that you that you do that. Notice, again, you're trying to clarify things and help them to work through these particular issues because uh, you're trying to share the gospel with them and help them understand right. uh, the gospel and that sort of thing. The last chapter that we looked at is... Um, he, he uh, talked about rescues, right? And he talked about the professor's ploy and getting out of the hot seat, right? So what, what happens when, the, when you're asking the Columbo question and the professor, that is the person in authority, the person with the microphone, right, <laughs> right. who's in control, what if they attempt to turn the tables on you, right? And they, instead of answering your questions, they tell you, okay, well, you know, you seem to be a fundamentalist Christian, Um uh, who thinks the Bible's inspired the inspired word of God, every jot and tittle. Uh, I'm a fair man. We have a little extra time. Why don't you stand up and explain to the rest of the class why you believe what you believe, right? Well, what a great opportunity you might think, mm-hmm. right? The problem is, is that the, the, per, the, the professor can shoot you down at any moment, right? And, and so you don't want to get yourself in that situation. Notice, um, uh, here you you are on the defensive, even though you haven't made any claim. Right, right. You just asked for clarifying. Right, Cl- yeah, clarification. Yeah, and so you, so what you do is uh, now you may later on, come, you know, want to defend what uh, what uh, what you believe, but um, you just kind of turn the tables back on the professor, right? I'm I'm a student. I'm just asking you a question. Right and trying to get some information, mm-hmm. right? That sort of thing. So that's uh, the professor's ploy where they attempt to turn the tables on you. The other one was getting out of the hot seat. And uh, this one here, you know, he, he suggests you use an Aikido move and use kind of use the person's momentum against them, right? Um, you know, when they, when they, um, when they ask uh, certain questions that uh, are out of your depth, 
In other words, you don't you don't know they, they have more information right. and that sort of thing. And really what you do here is just say, you know, that's really interesting. I haven't studied that a whole lot. Um, why don't you tell me, you know, what what you what you're talking about here and uh, I'll consider it and and maybe come back later and we can discuss mm -hmm. it, right? right? So now, you know, um, you're out of the hot seat. Right? right. So the issue here is to, to be in control of what your side of the conversation, right? You're in control of your side of the conversation. And so someone can't make you say something, right? <laughs> or respond to something in a certain way if you don't want to do that. Yeah. Right? Or, or you can't respond because you don't know as much as they do. Right. And so, you know, uh, the magic words are, are, let me, now let me think about it. Maybe we can talk about it more later. Yeah. Right now, you've kind of you're off the hook, especially if you're in over your head and you don't know what's going on, or you're confused, or they know more than you do, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then you allow them to explain their position, and you could get an education in this particular situation. Right? All right. The um, so we've we've looked at these two Colombo questions. We've looked at what to do when we're in the hot seat and that sort of thing. Now, what he wants to talk about in chapter seven is this third Colombo question. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the idea here is using questions to make a point, using questions to make a point. Right. Mm -hmm. That's his um, chapter seven. The third use of Colombo takes us uh, more on the offensive yet in an inoffensive way. Uh, we ask a different kind of question, he says, sometimes called, notice, a leading question, right? right? So we, we, we ask a leading question. <laughs> and so as the name suggests, leading questions take the other person in the direction that you want them to go. Right. 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 And so um, sometimes your goal will uh, be to defeat what you think is a bad argument or a flawed point of view. And um, so asking these questions can help um, kind of move you to the next point that you have to do. And so instead of saying, whoa, whoa, that's, hold on, that's a bad point. Let me give you my three-point reason of why that is. Asking these leading questions is a offensive, inoffensive <laughs> term, a, a, a way to, to do that. So you're saying, uh, uh, as, as we'll get on here, kind of, have you considered this? Mm -hmm. And so you're bringing up a point while still asking a question. Mm -hmm. Again, that's what uh, Lieutenant Colombo does when he's trying to trap the, the murder suspect. Not that we're saying that the person on the other <laughs> side is, is a murderer. murderer. <laughs> uh, but if you've hated your brother, then you've committed murder. So, oh, you know, ooh. we're probably so all maybe, murderers. Yeah. <laughs> we're probably all murderers there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and so um, we're utilizing the, the Colombo tactic to ask these questions to to, to kind of reveal themselves of, of, of what they believe and uh, where they might be falling into uh, because you the, the murderer has a story and so you're asking these questions so that they'll reveal the flaws and they'll have to fall down into their into their confession and <laughs> it makes the story way way uh, better <laughs> so uh, sometimes you'll you'll uh, want to defeat a bad argument or a flawed point of view, or you may want to use questions to indirectly explain or advance your own ideas. 
So you're going to be um, utilizing these these. Yeah, so you're these leading the, the discussion, yeah. right? And it's a leading yeah. question because you're trying to get them somewhere mm-hmm. with this particular I, question. I think uh, w- one thing that he talks about here is kind of think of yourself as as a lawyer as well, not just a detective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lawyer can't advance their own ideas. It's an objection leading the witness, mm-hmm. uh, right? But here you're you're doing it for a purpose, and you're yeah. not in the court of law. So 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 you have to think of yourself as a bad lawyer. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're leading the witness. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> right. And, and I, would, I would think that all lawyers, uh, if you're asking a question, you kind of know the answer that, that you want to get them towards. And so that's that's the whole point of your. And boy, do I want to yeah. go into some lawyer jokes. But I'll... <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, we're philosophers around here. <laughs> so sometimes you'll set up the terms of conversation using questions to put you in a more beneficial position for your next move. So, again, this isn't just, uh, you know, oh, they've said this. This is the magic word. Now pounce on it. Destroyed. Sunglasses come down, thug life, uh, you know, the Ben Shapiro <laughs> theme plays or whatever it might be, and, you know, you, you're out. Well, that's not the conversation you want to have. You're wanting to have a legitimate conversation with somebody using questions to um, kind of be this offensive, inoffensive person that Lieutenant Columbo was, and you're hopefully going to have a gospel discussion that's uh, meaty, hearty, uh, you know, um, um, it's good for you, uh, and uh, you know. Hopefully, you'll be able to present a gospel presentation, or at the the, the very minimal, put a pebble in their shoe. And mm-hmm. so, this might be a uh, pebble pudding ploy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, so what do we do in these situations, right? Uh, he says that Colombo can also help us get out of a um, a different kind of tough situation. Sometimes we need to use questions to set up the conversation in a way that is most favorable mm-hmm. to us, right? So, you know, um, let's say you have a boss who's a lesbian, and they ask you, what do you, this is your boss, what do you think about homosexuality? Yeah. Whoa, right? Okay, now. <laughs> right? Uh, and so he says, uh, you know, if you're placed in a situation where you suspect your convictions will be labeled intolerant, bigoted, narrow-minded, judgmental, he says use the Columbo tactic to, to turn the tables on them. Right. 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 So it could be something along the lines of saying something like, you know, this is actually a very personal question. Uh, you're asking, and I don't mind answering because we should always be ready to give an answer for the All hope right. that we have. And this right. uh, involves it, and especially if you're this outspoken Christian that, uh, you know, people know. And so you want to ask, I don't mind answering, but before I do, I want to know if it's safe to offer my views. Mm. And in this day mm. and age, that's a very important question yeah. to ask. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Do you consider yourself a tolerant person or an <laughs> intolerant person on issues like this? Is it safe to give my opinion, or are you going to judge me for my point of view? Do you respect diverse points of view, or do you condemn others for convictions that Mm. differ from your own? Mm. And these are important because, theoretically, this is what the other person is going to espouse. So if you if you just came in and said, oh, yes, uh, uh, lesbianism, homosexuality is an abomination unto the Lord. Uh, you know, First Corinthians tells us, and so such were some of you. So you can be saved from your homosexuality just right. as people were and are and continuing on if you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your sin. And you're, con- yeah. and you're accused of hate speech and you lose your job. Right, yeah, or bigotry. <laughs> and yeah. so what you're doing is hopefully utilizing kind of their worldview uh, against them, or you're at least wanting to uh, um, posit the claim to them that uh, you know you're asking for tolerance here. You're asking for uh, diverse opinion. Uh, that you respect um, uh, people that don't hold the same values of you. 
and that, uh, you know, who are you to judge? Mm. You know, mm. those are kind of the big, big three key, um, for this type of conversation. So you're putting those questions to lead them to hopefully giving you a, a position to answer that question, uh, uh, to the best of your ability. Right. So the, 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 uh, the direction leading them here is to be tolerant with your answer. Right. Right. That's the direction that you're trying to lead them. So you're asking them, are they tolerant or are they intolerant? Right. And so you are, of course, most people will want to be tolerant. Right. Yeah. And so you've now you've led them into that direction. So now when you give the answer, they really can't, you know, name call and accuse you of all these all these various things. And again, the, the problem with being called intolerant or bigoted or um you know, all of all of these various, you know, uh, judgmental, uh, narrow minded is that usually these things are conversation uh, stoppers. Mm -hmm. Right. And if a person, you know, thinks that you're any of these types of things, they really dismiss what you have to say. It's almost as if they put up blinders. Right. And so you don't want that. You want them to be open to what you have to say. Right. Mm -hmm. And still utilizing the Columbo questions of what do you mean by that? How did you come to that conclusion? The, 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 the initial question of, of, um, of what do you, what do you think about homosexuality? The, the clarifying question of what do you mean by that uh, could be, well, I'm just talking about in the scope of, of this role here mm -hmm. in, in, in job. So instead of launching into a gospel presentation, uh, the, the, your, your boss is talking about a, a work issue. And mm -hmm. so she's, mm -hmm. she's phrased it wrong or incorrectly. And so you're trying to ask a clarifying question and you're leading that person to kind of clarify themselves here. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you give your point of view, it's going to be very difficult for anyone to call you intolerant because you've set up these questions of, are you, are you a compassionate person? Do, yeah. do you want, do you actually want to hear diverse opinions? And hopefully they'll agree to that and you'll kind of prime the pump. Um, so that, uh, if they call you bigoted, it's like, Whoa, hold on. I thought you said mm. this was safe to answer that, yeah. that I'm, I'm able to give my opinion that you like diverse opinions. Here's here. I'm diverse opinion from what, what you expect. If you just <laughs> want me to parrot you, I mean, you're paying me. So I guess I, uh, you know, it, I could say a number of things as right. long as it doesn't cross my conviction, but, uh. But yeah, but hopefully um, this this leading uh, question will kind of prime the pump a bit. And, and you should, uh, you know, you should get them to answer it. Right? Right, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. Do you respect diverse opinions? Are you tolerant or intolerant? And you want an answer from them. Right. And so you want them to commit to a particular position. Right. right? That indeed they're like this. Yeah. Now, what happens, though, if they beat you to the punch? Right. And you've already been labeled intolerant by someone. Right. Well, Colombo. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> this is starting to sound familiar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if they say, well, it's clear you think you're right and everyone else who disagrees with you is wrong. Then you need to point out with questions that they're doing. Notice the very same thing that they're accusing you of that doing. Sounds like an internal critique. I love the internal <laughs> critique. Thank yeah. you, Nancy Piercy. <laughs> so yeah. what do you mean by this? Right. And then uh, you get them to lay out their, you know, their uh, clarification of it. And oftentimes they're doing exactly what they're accusing you of doing. Right. You're right? being intolerant and bigoted. I'm scared of that. <laughs> okay. Well. You're doing that thing that you said I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you uh, the the 
the question of, I guess I do think my views are correct. It's always possible I could be mistaken, but in this case, I don't think I am. Mm. The person responds, uh, but what about you? You seem to be, or I'm sorry, that that's the, uh, the, the your boss. Yeah. And then your response is, but what about you? You seem to be disagreeing with me. Do you think your own views are right? Are they correct? Well, yes, I think I'm right too, but I'm not intolerant. You are. <laughs> Okay, that's the part that confuses me. Why is it when I think I'm right, I'm intolerant, but when you think you're right, you're just right? What am I missing here? <laughs> yeah. Again, you're asking, you know, the, the, those those Columbo questions here, and hopefully diffusing it. You're pointing out exactly where you're wanting to lead this discussion, which is they're being inconsistent. That they're asking from you what they don't expect of, of themselves and. Uh, no one likes hypocrites here, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so that's, uh, those Christians are the only hypocrites in, in town. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so they don't want to be one, right? <laughs> right? Sometimes the best way to disagree with someone is not to face the issue head on, but to soften the challenge by using an indirect question, right? A leading question. So you can cushion uh, your, you know, this third Columbo approach in a couple of ways. Uh, for one, think about using the phrase, have you considered mm -hmm. to introduce your concern? Then offering a different uh, view that generally question, gently questions the uh, the person's belief or confronts a weakness with, um, you know, in their argument. Yeah. So notice you're being you're being soft. You're being gracious. Have you considered? You're not you know being obnoxious and yeah. confrontational and that sort of thing. Right. You're wrong. Right? Yeah. This is my opinion. And yeah. this, this is what we're going to do here. Have you considered? Right. 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 And you, you're you're able to kind of uh, posit it with well, other people have said this. I mean, the press is the 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 corporate press is always uh, liking uh, putting questions on the end of things. As some people say, this. <laughs> yeah. Well, just you know, utilize that, co-opt yeah. co it. You know, some people say that you know uh, homosexuality is wrong, and the Bible talks about it. And if there is God, then you know. W wouldn't we expect him to kind of talk on on this or what what wherever you want, might want to lead that conversation? Exactly. And so this again is a leading question, right? right. Have you considered? And then you give them their yeah. the leading question. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, another way to uh, uh, kind of soften this this challenge is to phrase your concern as a request for clarification. And again, this isn't being disingenuous. Uh, you know, the, the, this is a perfect opportunity if you've misconstrued this person's uh, motives or understanding or you kind of got both your wires crossed asking the the beginning question of can you clear this up for me or can you help me understand this and so you're, you're going to ask the uh, the the, the follow-up question to that and again you're phrasing it as a question so they're still they still have the burden of proof on on their side and you're um uh, leaded them down this path of, of where you want to take them. Mm. So then once they've clarified, cleared up, um, helped you understand it, then you offer your objection in a way that gently challenges the belief or confronts the weakness because mm -hmm. you know where they're going with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Um, and so, uh, leading the, so this is the third Columbo question, this, this, this leading issue, right? And, uh, we do it with gentleness and graciousness and that sort of thing. And we want to make sure that, uh, the person understands where they're coming from, clarifies, you know, their particular position and, uh, help them to understand where we, where we're coming from with this particular tactic. Right. <laughs> uh, so that's the end of, of chapter seven. Uh, so we've, we've got our three points. We've got, what do you mean by that? How did you come to that conclusion? And now you're um, 
kind of asking. Have you leading, considered this? A leading question. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. you considered, or can you help me clear? Uh, can you help me understand? Yeah. The, the, this being the case, and or can you clear this up for me? Right. Right. That right. Sort of thing. Some people say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've got Colombo, and we've got it down, and no no more needs to be said from this, right? Okay, uh, chapter eight's going to help us out a little bit more. Uh, here, we're perfecting Colombo. And so, what, what are kind of the skills uh, that we can utilize? Because, obviously, Greg Kokel is kind of a, a master at this. Yeah, obviously, he came up with the system, so that, yeah. that helps. Um, but he, um, within chapter eight, he even talks about times where he's uh, kind of fallen over mm. the, 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 you know, He's he's being mobbed by a, a group of people that all want his attention. He's he's talking to someone who uh, has conflicting views about something, and uh, he he just kind of messes it up. And so he <laughs> yeah, even so needs to say. By, by, but let me just encourage folks that he you know there's a lot of stories in this yeah, book, right? right and right. Uh, you know we could read pages after pages, and we don't want to bore anybody, <laughs> right? But yeah. uh, he, he, this is a good book to have because yeah. those stories help him illustrate the principles and points that he's trying to make here. Right? And, and he uses himself in a lot of these kind of falter uh, uh, points that uh, that are important because you know, he even says that he doesn't know everything and he doesn't have anything perfect down. And so it's it's nice. I always think, uh, you know, workout videos. I, I, I always want one person to work out video who looks like me and is struggling with just absolutely everything. I don't, right, I don't right. need the, the super toned bodies. That, that's something to uh, aspire to, but you know, give me the, the bumbling fool. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> so in uh, chapter eight, we're talking about uh, perfecting Columbo. Uh, to, uh, do we want to perfect any new skill. It takes time and practice. And guess what? Uh, this is, this is no, no uh, issue here. Uh, right. We're going to have to, Kind Time of, and practice. Uh, kind of think about it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And so um, uh, he uses here uh, 1 Peter 3.15 of uh, always be ready to give it a defense to everyone who asks, ask you to give an account for the hope that is in you. And always, we always should include with gentleness and meekness or mm. gentleness and respect. Mm -hmm. um, that's what the Colombo does because it, it keeps you humble. It keeps you meek because you're asking questions. You're still advancing where you want to go. You're still clarifying. You're still trying to get that person to... Uh, the point that that um, that you want them to go, uh, but you, your demeanor is um, even more in check in that. And so he's, he's talking about uh, be ready to give a defense for everyone who asks. Well, how do we do that? Yeah, yeah, good, good question. So he says that you know, in any uh, encounter that we have with folks, there are two uh, times when the pressure is off. Right. The first time is before the conversation begins. Right? <laughs> right. And the second is when it's over. Yeah. Right. And so he says that, uh, you know, after it's over in this situation, we can think through what what has happened. Right. He says there are three specific things that you can do to ready yourself to respond the next time. Right. right? You can anticipate beforehand what might come up. Right. Uh, you can reflect uh, afterwards on what uh, took place. And in both cases here, you can practice the responses you think of during these reflective moments so you'll be prepared then for the next opportunity, yeah. right? So, you know, you kind of think through, okay, how, you know, how did I do here? What were the responses? Um, you know, uh, and, 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 uh, and, and then come up with better responses, perhaps, that, that you may come up with or have uh, in this particular thing. So... Uh, anticipate what they're going to say ahead of time, right? That's when you're considering these types of things, you really want to think through, if I say this, 
what will they say? Right. And then if they say that, what can I say? Right. So you want to be able to think through the, the in, a, in a way like that, so that you you're prepared. You're prepared to answer these questions. Right. So think about things like you're you're watching a debate and you're seeing both sides of you. Uh, that person has probably done a bunch of research on the topic they're they're talking about. They've got a presentation. Um, if it's a formal debate that. Uh, that it doesn't get into the back and forth until later, and so um, they've they've um, come up with their best arguments and their best counter arguments because they're going up against somebody uh, on the other side. They're not just having a monologue; it's a dialogue. And so you can think of yourself: okay, if I was in that position, what would I have to know? Not just to know my own position, but the other position, mm -hmm. and even counterclaims to my position and counterclaims to their position. Mm -hmm. And so you just kind of work through that and right. figure out what do I need to know? Exactly. So, you know, for instance, uh, a few years ago, we studied Richard Dawkins' book, yeah, right? right. Uh, the God Delusion, because we wanted to know what he had to say and then what we could say uh, regarding what he had to mm -hmm. say, right? Yeah. We could have an answer. It's really fun to do that way. through presuppositionalism, too. You, yeah. just, you just walk through kind of God Delusion and instead of just hitting his points, say, I think that there's some presuppositions involved in this. <laughs> Believe it or not, there is. <laughs> um, and, and then, um, so you can anticipate beforehand what might come up and also do it afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, these three, I, I kind of call shower thoughts. <laughs> you know, you're in the shower and you're like, oh, I can't, I, that's what I should have said. Yeah. And so you kind of, um, you know, you've, you've had this conversation, especially if, if you uh, are, are meeting that person that puts you in the hot seat. And so you're writing stuff down and you're coming up with uh, responses and what you, you should have said and what you uh, might have said better or, you know, you, you uh, here's where I could have asked a, a better clarifying question or instead of, uh, you know, the, the first part of the Colombo tactic, use the second part. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. So you're kind of, you know, uh, uh, again, sports analogies kind of uh, are, are not my forte, but you're, you're watching the film, right? For football players do that. They, they say, um, you know, oh, here, right. here's here's yeah. what we did. Let's yeah. let's review. Uh, let's go to the tape mm -hmm. and see. Uh, you know where I missed the tackle and how he juked me when I should have went right. He went left, <laughs> and uh, you know I I, I should have looked at his hips. And so um, if that if that's what they do with sports, or you can do it with with um, chess or whatever you you might you you know you're 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 watching. Uh, kind of in your own mind uh, how the how the events took place. Right. You're looking at areas where you might have lost your cool and, and mm. went off the Columbus tactic. Then you've so, lost. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. You know, if, if anyone gets angry, then then you've lost. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that, that might uh, uh, be a point where you can come back uh, later and, and even use as a point of bringing up pain. Hey, our last conversation, uh, you know, I, I didn't really have a, a, the best answer for you here or I didn't respond to you well. Uh, w would you mind if uh, we kind of talked about it again and I promise to be better about it or yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've come up with some new things. So. <laughs> and then the third case is that uh, you practice the responses um, uh, th that you think about in these, these um, for the next opportunity. So yeah. the, the, it, it might not be with that person, but it could be with, with um, somebody else. And so yeah. you, you kind of are amassing a collection of, of ideas here. So the, the no, uh, always be ready. The, this is how you make yourself ready. Right, right. And so then he talks about, uh, he gives us a word on style. 
Style. Style, yeah. (laughs) He says there are two basic executions of the Columbo tactic. So think about, you know, uh, Detective Columbo, right? (laughs) He says the first uh, kind of execution is the bumbling, stumbling approach of Lieutenant Columbo himself, halting, head-scratching, right, Uh, apparently harmless, <laughs> uh, this tactic should be easy for most of us because <laughs> that's often how we feel, yeah, right? right? Yeah. And when we're trying to gain a foothold in a particular conversation, the stumbling, bumbling, head scratching approach. Right. Right? Yeah, the uh, the ers and the um uh, yeah. are are taken out for movie magic, and not so much. Uh, uh, in real life. <laughs> yeah. The, the second uh, uh, basic style or approach or execution of Columbo tactic is more confrontational and aggressive, right? It's the technique, he says, that a lawyer uses in the courtroom, right? So that's so these two approaches now in terms of style he wants to talk to us about and when and how to use these various approaches, right? right? So the style that you adopt in any conversation will depend on your goal. Mm. It, it, it's not it's not wrong to to have the, the lawyer style versus the bumbling detective. Mm-hmm. It, it all depends on kind of what you're facing on the other side. Do you want to persuade the other person or do you want to refute him, mm. right? Mm. So are, if, if you're wanting to kind of persuade him, sometimes the best approach is that, I'm, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me out? I'm, I'm working through this. Uh, yeah. You know, what do you mean by that? Uh, how do you come to that conclusion? And there's other points where you're asking these leading questions, you know, okay, if you believe this uh, about, uh, uh, you know, Have uh, you considered yeah, this? There, there's, there's no such thing as objective morality. Uh, okay. Well, if, if, if that's the case, um, then me punching you in the face right now, uh, it would be immoral, right? <laughs> what, what do you think about this? Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it just depends on, you know, if you're refuting or persuading. Mm-hmm. So sometimes my purpose is not to persuade the person I differ with, but to persuade the ones who are listening. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're in a, uh, listening to one of those uh, good old James White debates and he'll <laughs> say, I'm sorry, are, are you saying this? And the person will say, yes, that's what I'm saying. He goes, okay, I'm, I was just asking that question so that the audience would hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and so sometimes it's the people that surround you that, that you're kind of, uh, is, is your legitimate crowd. And, yeah. and so, yeah. uh, you know, again, are you going to fly off the handle and, 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 you know, be that uh, red faced Christian that's uh, shouting on college campus, or are you that cool, calm, collective person, <laughs> hopefully, that, uh, that is moving the conversation along. And if it gets derailed, it's by the other person. Mm. So this is a situation uh, that he, uh, he faced in, in debates. He realized that there's a little hope in winning my opponent. The mm. audience, though, is generally more open-minded. If I can prove my challenge wrong, I can win many of those who are on the fence as long as I mind my manners. Yeah. And that's, I, I think that's, that's true for a lot. Um, you know, I, it's, it's, it's one thing to to um, watch a debate and and say, okay, I'm rooting for this person. But if, if you're being objective in, in, in that, it's like, oh man, my side really came off really terrible because uh, they were condescending and they yelled a lot. And, you know, uh, the, the, the person has been in 122 debates. This person's in their, their third one. Um, you know, uh, how, you, how you approach it, how you lead that person um, says a lot about you and what other people are listening to you about. All right, all right, good. So in this chapter, what we talked about uh, is perfecting Columbo, right? We talked about um, 
you know, working through uh, and questioning ourselves in terms of the other person's position and having a response and that sort of thing. Going back after a conversation and thinking through what was said and then maybe coming up with better responses. And then uh, finally, determining the particular style that we want to have in, in, in a particular conversation. Right? Yeah. Sometimes we know that the person... Uh, that we're talking to, there's there's no way it seems anyway, right? Especially in a debate situation, they're gonna, you know, they're they're not gonna, uh, you know, uh, turn over and and have it. But you may be able to talk to the audience, right? And so in those situations, the goal is to refute the person and not persuade the person. By refuting the person, you uh, perhaps are persuading the audience. Right. The angry professor who's going to sit there and yell in, in your face about how stupid you are for, for being a Christian, if you're that cool, calm, collected person, then you might be approached by other people within the audience that said, hey, I'm sorry that that happened, but, you know, can we start a Bible study or, you know, I, I, I wasn't, sh- I, I wanted to say the, the things that you did and, uh, boy, you really got, you know, uh, smacked down over that, but, you know, it, it wasn't right what, what that person was doing or, you know, hopefully you can, you can kind of, uh, utilize the, the entirety of, of the surrounding world around you to, uh, to, um, um, find, uh, find areas where you can, um, uh, give the reason for the yeah. hope that you have. Amen. And so, um, we, we've we've gotten the three points of Colombo, right? Uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, how do you come to that conclusion? And the third one is uh, the leading uh, question. Yeah, the leading have question. you considered yeah. this and yeah. then lead them into a particular right. situation, yes. direction, right? And then yeah. afterwards, you're in the sh- in the shower on the drive home. Uh, you know, you're you're you're, <laughs> you're you come up with that perfect saying. Oh, if I would have just said this, yeah, you, write you, it down. Yeah, you you drive back and yeah, you're, you're, yeah. Th- then when someone asks you that again, you 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 kind of have to. Push your lips a little bit because they've set the ball on the tee for you to <laughs> knock it out of the park. Yeah. So feel free to write it down to take notes after these encounters and that sort of thing. Yeah. He says he's developed a notebook, right, so that he writes these things down so that he's prepared the next time or better prepared the next mm-hmm. time. Yeah. What a great idea, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Especially if it's uh, something in the world going on. And so, you know, we're, we kind of have this thing about uh, uh, morality right now. And so there might be uh, repetitive questions that you're hearing uh, uh, from people, or those kind of bumper sticker mentalities, and so you're you're like, oh, if I ever come up with that, here's what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Well, great, take that. There's your there's your initial one. How do you how do you do the Colombo tactic around it? Because especially in in the current environment, tempers are are flared, and so this the the bumbling un- unassuming detective might help calm the situation. And you're again uh, allowing them to shoulder the burden of proof. And so these questions can kind of help um, mitigate that, uh, that minefield, if mm. you will. Mm. Uh, so Tony, uh, now that we've gotten the three, what if it's, what if I'm asked, what do you mean by that? Mm. Or how did I come to that conclusion? Or mm. have I considered something right. that I might not have considered? You mean, what if they turn Columbo on you? <sighs> that would be the worst. I don't know how to defend <laughs> against that. <Yeah. laughs> And so, of course, that's what we'll be covering in, in the next chapter of, of defending against Columbo. Yeah. So, and then we'll 
defend against defending against Colombo. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll end in some regress somewhere. Tur turtles all the way down. That's right. <laughs> so again, uh, thank you for uh, watching, sharing, subscribing, uh, listening, watching. Uh, you know uh, the the individual clips that we pull out. Hopefully, that's uh, of, of use to um, people that uh, um, um, kind of need to review a single point uh, more than once or that uh, is, gets shared out. That's uh, always appreciative. And also our Patreon supporters, we appreciate you and uh, keep the lights on and the books coming. So um, uh, we'll be back uh, next time to uh, kind of uh, finish up a little bit on the, the Columbo tactic and we'll move on to more tactics. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yep. See you next time.